Hello and welcome to another episode of the Bumper to Bumper Plates podcast. My name is Rob Veltri and this is the fitness podcast where I talk about one topic while sitting in my in traffic in my car on the way home from work. It's another lovely day in the Belt Parkway. Uh, the traffic is not as bad today, which is good. So why don't we get into our topic for today? Today we are talking about social media and fitness. The good, the bad, and the ugly, of course. Um, so first things first, when I, I, I've been deep into fitness Instagram for a very long time. So deep to the point where I, I, I've seen a lot of different things and a lot of things that drives me crazy, a lot of pages that make me angry or annoyed. And I find myself that I have to cut back on that because I spend too much time there just getting angry about certain fitness people and posts that they do. So lately I've been trying to cut back and I think I've been doing a pretty good job. But anyway, so there there have been a lot of positives of you know, that have come from the world of social media fitness. There, there definitely has been. Um, but I think there have been more negatives, to be honest. Um, and again, this is my opinion. I could be wrong, but I think I'll, I'll, I'll go over what I think are some of the positives, some of the negatives, some of the good, the bad, and the ugly uh, But within social media and fitness. Because it can be hard to uh, kind of navigate through or sift through the nonsense that you could find there in terms of, you know, supplement pushing and, and the, the types of exercises and, and all these fitness models or whatever it might be. So let's let's get into it, right? I'm going to start with the good, all right, because, you know, might as well start with the good. So I, I think that the, one of the best things about social media fitness pages is that it gives a lot of exposure to different styles of training, right? It, it allows different styles of training or it has allowed different styles of training to grow in popularity over the years since Instagram and Facebook and all these social media uh, pages have become a thing. Um, so, you know, bodybuilding, powerlifting, CrossFit have all really grown in popularity. Don't get me wrong, bodybuilding has always been really popular, but I do feel that since social media has come around, it's definitely grown more, especially, uh, you know, powerlifting and CrossFit as well. Um, they've all grown, which is which is great because it, it exposes more people to different styles of fitness. It exposes, it gives people more options for, you know, what they want to do in terms of their fitness journey, right? So I, I think overall that's a positive thing. Um, also, it, it has it's kind of normalized strength training for people who, especially women who may not have been exposed to this stuff anywhere else, right? So there are a lot of people, there are a lot of men and women on Instagram who are, you know, powerlifters or they're athletes, they're strongman athletes, they do a lot of training, they do a lot of strength training, and they do a lot of things that we don't normally see in our daily lives, right? So the, I do believe that they've given some motivation to people who might not normally have been training or have gotten into training out if they didn't see that stuff, right? So I do think that's a big positive. Any Anytime there are, you know, anytime that there's people who find motivation to do to pursue certain training or to be more active or to just live a more active life that's definitely a positive thing no matter what right because being active is better than being sedentary and sometimes even though some people might fall into certain training styles that they don't find successful like powerlifting or crossfit for example it at least gives them an opportunity to test the waters a bit on that those styles of training so again those are all good things um, and i do think it gives people more options for styles of training, right? There have been plenty of coaches that I have met through Instagram that I talk to through Instagram pretty frequently that have different training philosophies as me. And it's helped me learn a little bit, obviously not, you know, a ton. It's Instagram, it's social media. So there isn't a ton of learning going on, but it has given me the opportunity to learn a little bit about different styles of training. Um, and it has given other people opportunities to 
you know, follow different styles of training and expose them to different styles that they might not have done before. So again, all of these things are positive, right? Anytime there are people that are pushing more physical activity, more strength training amongst the general population, that's absolutely a positive because most, most people need to do more strength training, let's be honest. Uh, whether that's, you know, they're, whether they're 20, 30, 40 years old, doesn't really matter. Most people could benefit from doing more strength training. So I do believe that Instagram and TikTok uh, unfortunately, <laughs> and other social media sites have done a pretty good job with exposure and getting more people interested in training. That's definitely a positive. Um, however, <laughs> I, I think that's kind of the end of the positives that I've seen on social media and in terms of the fitness world on social media. Um, again, the motivation aspect too, sure, some people can be motivated by some of these people who are in amazing shape on social media. Uh, they might they might feel motivated to do more exercise or to be more active, which again, is always a great thing. So, like I said, that might, however, be the, the extent of um, our, um, of, of me talking about all the positives that I've, I feel are on social media. So to, to wrap that all up, it's definitely good to get more people moving. It's good to get people more motivated to train. It's good to expose people to more styles of training so that they have options and that they can pursue different styles of training as well. I, that's all great stuff for sure. So why, why don't we move on? We've talked about the good. Let's talk about what I think, again, this is my opinion, but what I think is the bad of social media and fitness. So the fitness world on social media. Most of the time, it's, it's pretty much a popularity contest in terms of the quote-unquote experts in the field. Um, sure, you get people like Lane Norton and Mike Isretel who grow huge pop, who grow huge followings because they are very smart, they are very experienced, and they can share very high-quality information. Those are great people to follow. That's BioLane and Dr. Mike something RPD something like that from Renaissance Periodization. Those two are great people to follow. Okay, they 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 put out good information. So there are plenty of people who do put out good information. Um, however, there are plenty of other people in the fitness world on social media who don't put out such great information, but they've grown such a huge following because they are in great shape. Now, of course, that's important for, or at least I think that's important if you're going to be a fitness influencer or a coach, you should be in good shape for sure. You should practice what you preach. But a lot of the times, you know, if you have a good body, quote unquote, or if you are in really good shape, you're gonna grow a big following no matter what. And when you grow a big following based off of how you post, um, people tend to look at you as an expert. So here's where the bad comes in. There's, there are plenty of people who are in really good shape because they work really hard, you know, or and they just they look really good, but their extent as to giving out fitness advice might not be that great because they might not know much about it. They just know that hey, I lift weights and I look good, right? That's that's what they know. And they there have been people who grow a huge huge following because they just look really good and they know how to post on social media and they know how to work the algorithm. Now, again, I'm not going to complain about the algorithm. It is what it is. But again, those people tend to just be in really good shape. And then other people think, oh, these people must be experts because they're in great shape. I'm going to do whatever they say. When in reality, those people, no matter what they do, they're going to look great. So that's just kind of goes along with the fact there. So that could be a little bit deceiving there in terms of that. So the popularity contest tends to be a negative in my opinion. Um, Another thing that I've noticed, uh, cookie cutter programs. Now what I mean by cookie cutter programs is just that it's a basic training template that is the exact same program that coaches will give out, and I use the term coaches very loosely, but Instagram fitness influencers will give out to anybody. And they'll charge, now first of all, there's nothing wrong with a cookie cutter program, right? It's better than not training at all. Uh, and, and sure, some of them can be really good templates that you can follow, so there's nothing wrong with that. However. 
since it's not personalized, it's not individualized, it's just a generic training program, I don't think it should be that expensive. So there, so the bad is that a lot of these fitness people will upcharge the crap out of these programs because they know they can. They have a big following. They will know. They know that people will sell, will will pay hundreds of dollars for this basic program that they wrote one time and that they sell to everybody. So the overpriced part is where I is where I think is is the negative, right? A, a lot of again, a lot of these people will just write one specific program for you know booty gains. Let's say as an example, you know you'll see a lot of girls who post their booty programs or their butt programs, and um, you know it's the same program for everybody, and they'll charge an insane amount of money. Or you'll see guys who you know post their program for growing their arms or their chest or whatever it might be, because that's most of the time what guys are trying to grow. Uh, and again, it's the same program they give to everybody. It's nothing personalized. It doesn't take into account your individual needs. Um, and they overcharge the hell out of it, and it's just way too expensive. So I do think that is a negative for sure. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Another thing is that it's again it's social media, so we have to understand that it's not necessarily people who put out good information are going to get a lot of people drawn to them, right? So I feel that good coaches sometimes, not always, sometimes struggle to build or grow their platform because. They're just trying to put out good information and help people. They're trying to get, put out helpful advice and generally they might struggle to grow their platform because they're not playing into what social media is, which is really just a highlight reel. People want to see the people who are in good shape. They want to see the people who have you know, a lot of visible muscles, which is, again, it's understandable. It's social media. So, But again, I do think that is a negative because there are a lot of great coaches out there that I know that I follow that don't have huge followings. And don't worry, I'm not, I'm not talking about myself. I don't have a huge following, but that's, this is, I'm not referring to me. But there are plenty of really great coaches out there who don't have huge followings because they just are interested in putting out information. But So I, I do think that those types of coaches should be able to grow their, pro, their platforms a little bit more based off that. But again, it's social media, so we, we understand that it's, uh, it's, it's not exactly the best place for education. But still, regardless, I do think that is a negative in terms of being uh, fitness uh, in the social media fitness world. Um, all right, now let's dive into what I consider to be the ugly here. So we went over the good, the bad. Let's talk about the ugly. Um, there are just a ton of lying. There's a ton of lying on, on, on social media in terms of fitness world, right? There is a, a lot of really people who are in really good shape that still will Photoshop their photos or edit their photos. And you might think like, oh, what's the big deal there? That's not that bad. But I don't like that. I think that's really wrong because they are coaches or they're trying to promote a healthy lifestyle. They're trying to promote like body acceptance, but also being a healthy person. And at the same time, they will edit their photos. Now, if you are, if you don't know anybody or if you, if you don't understand what I'm talking about, I suggest following a, a guy named Goob on Instagram, G-O-O-B. Uh, he is, he's grown a huge following lately because he tends to call out some of these fitness influencers who edit their photos. He'll zoom in and he'll find where they photoshopped everything and he'll call them out. And he's got over 100,000 followers now at this point. And it's very entertaining because, you know, he just wants, he wants these people to be honest, which they should be. They should be honest with their followers. They should show what they actually look like because most of them are in great shape. They're in better shape than most people you'll meet. But still, they feel the need to edit the way they look and use Photoshop and to deceive people because that's really what it is. It's just deception. Okay? They can sell things all they want, but they are deceiving people to do that. And you know, I, I personally, I think that's wrong. And I, so does this guy Goob. He's a great person to follow if you don't follow him. Um, very entertaining. Uh, another thing is, I'm going to use the term here, fake natties, right? Uh, people who are out there claiming that they are not taking any, any performance enhancing drugs, any steroids, things like that. Um, 
they claim that they don't or they, they'll just say that, that they work harder than you and that's why they look like that. And most of the time, or you know, a lot of people are actually taking that stuff. Now, let me just preface this by saying I'm not looking down on anybody who takes steroids. I'm really not, to be honest. If you want to take it, go for it. Just make sure you do it in a safe way. Um, but if you are going to grow your fitness page, if, if there's somebody out there who's trying to grow a fitness page and they're taking steroids and they look awesome and they look really good, uh, a, huge, a huge thing that bothers me is when they're just like, if somebody tries to call them on it, they're, they'll just say, no, you just don't work hard enough, or they'll just straight up lie. Now, again, performance-enhancing drugs are illegal, so they might not be able to just sit, go out and straight up say that they take that stuff, but there are still plenty of people out there who are open to and admit to it, which I think is great, because that's honesty, that's transparency, that's what helps people, especially people who have body image issues. They might look at these people and say, okay, well, I can work that hard, but I might still not look like that because they're taking a little bit of a boost. I might be able to improve the way I look by following what these people say, which is great, um, but I might not be able to look like them because they're taking a they're taking that little extra boost that might get them to that level. So I'm not sitting here complaining about people on steroids. Again, I don't care. I think it's whatever you do, you do you, right? But just if, if you're going to be, if you're going to do it, be a little transparent about it just to give people a more realistic approach to their fitness journey if they're going to, if they're going to follow you, you know, they should understand that, hey, you, I, this person can help me look better, but I'm definitely not going to look like the way they do because they're taking something extra, right? So uh, also, another thing, a lot of people, a lot of these, a lot of fitness influencers are pushing a lot of products, right? That's how they kind of make money through social media, right? They, they have these discount codes. They use their code for whatever product they're pushing. And a lot of the times the products are just garbage overall, right? They're, you know, detox teas or waist trainers or useless equipment or, or accessory equipment or supplements that don't really do much like BCAAs, for example, branched chain amino acids. If you don't know what those are, um, those are constantly pushed by people. And to be honest, they don't do anything. You're wasting your money. Uh, so t please don't buy those. I save your money. Just Get, eat more protein, get more protein in you that way. You don't need to take BCAAs. They're useless, in my opinion. Um, but a lot of the times these people will push and they don't care. They know, and some of them know that these these products are, are trash. They know that and they just don't care because they're trying to make money. So I think that's the ugly aspect of fitness and social media is that you got a lot of these people who are just lying to you straight up to make more money or to push themselves forward into the into the fitness world. And I think that's wrong. So, and again, I'm not sitting here saying I'm the most... You know, I'm not. I'm not trying to be on a high horse right now. I'm just giving you the good, the bad, and the ugly of the fitness world because I have been, like I said, really deep into the social media fitness world for a while, and I've seen a lot of good. I've seen a lot of bad. I've seen a lot of disgusting. So I'm trying to give you a better opportunity to, to kind of sift through the nonsense here and try to figure out, hey, what's who are some good people I can follow, and who are and what should I do if I am going to follow and try to learn about fitness through social media. Again, I said it before, I don't think it's the best place for education, but there are things you can learn if you follow the right people. So having said that, when you're out, when you're on social media, try to notice if people are selling you stuff because if they are selling you stuff, uh, odds are they're not gonna be completely honest with you. Let's just, so just keep that in mind. Uh, but yeah, having said that, those are my good, bad, and the ugly of the social media fitness world. Try to stay on the good. <laughs> Try to try to try to focus on the good and take what you can from there, but don't look too much into it. Again, it is social media, and people are going to try to deceive you no matter what. So keep that in mind. Screw all those other people if they're trying to sell, deceive you or sell you shit. Don't worry about it. Ignore them. Focus on the good and focus on yourself, and we'll go from there. So thanks for listening, guys. Hope you enjoyed this episode. See you next week.